Life full of detours, some that we choose and some that we don't. They're inevitable, though. It's a part of life. I've told you all about my detour with breast cancer, but then life has a lot more detours to it. Detours that we don't even foresee and some that we choose. Our decisions can create detours, bad or good. So I am asking people, before I get started, if you're interested in discussing your detour, why don't you come on? You can contact me at theunexpecteddetour17 at gmail.com. And we can discuss your unexpected detour. There is a beginning and an end to everything. Each one is born into this world with a purpose in life. One will never know their purpose until they experience life. Those experiences are stored away in the abyss of the mind and the heart. I don't know about you, but I can indeed say I have experienced my share of ups and downs. Deciding to be transparent about myself is so liberating. So liberating. You know, I came on this podcast. I started it because I wanted to talk about detours, and this is one of them. So don't judge me because many of you will not understand the feeling of being liberated about past discretions, about telling the world that you're human and that you make mistakes, that you're human and you're willing to correct those states. So opening up to be vulnerable is something that has caused me heartaches, heartbreaks. We repress so much that we have built a wall so deep, thick, and high to cover up hurt. And for me, I can cover it up, but I still remember. So it was time for me to cleanse myself. 65 years around the sun, and I have become skeptical when it comes to dating. Damn, dating. Was there something wrong with me that each man I dated had issues? I didn't realize until the situationship was over. Yes, a situationship. I never really had a relationship. They were all situationships. Because in case you don't know, situationships are totally different from a relationship. Relationship, you're willing to say that's my man, that's my woman. You take them around your family. But a situationship? And I'm going to read from the dictionary, is defined as a casual, undefined, commitment-free relationship, okay? So there's really no emotional attachment. You'll spend time together and everything, but there's something just like having 
friends with benefits, except there's no, and there's no emotional attachment and that. There's no exception to the rule. Same thing. You're just in a situation. You're not going to have anything else going on. Okay? And I'm trying to figure out, was I blinded by the fact that having a boyfriend was such a good thing? You got boo? I don't know. Was it a good thing? I don't know. It was an in thing? I don't know. Did you want to be like the, the, the in crowd? I think that's what it was. All your friends had a boyfriend, so you had to have a boyfriend. That was growing up. But then when you become an adult, you look at it a little different. When you become an adult, like when you're maturing, you don't want that boyfriend thing. You want that relationship thing. That thing where you can be shown off as the boyfriend, the girlfriend. You know, you're not afraid. You're not ashamed to bring them around people. I have been there. So if this is you listening, I have been there. I was far from blind. And I knew every warning sign. And I just leaped right into these situations. Thinking I can make a difference in somebody's life. Not realizing that those situationships would affect my life, my mindset. And instead of moving forward, I sunk deeper and deeper into bullshit. The men I attracted were handsome, well-dressed, educated men who knew the right words to pull me into their web of deceit. And then we got the regular guys, the homeboys from the hood or the bad boys, as they want to be called, who perpetrated fraud by promising to give me the world and never giving but always looking to receive. I had many pity parties. After each situationship. And as I was doing this, I realized that these people all had, these men had something in common. Deep, unresolved issues. What they were, I don't know. I'm not a doc, a, a, a therapist or a life coach. So I don't know what the issues were. But you knew there was something. Because I used to sit and listen to their stories about how they grew up. So there was something there missing. For me, I came from a matriarch family who showed me love. But when it came to the men in the family, I never saw this affection towards their wives, nor their wives towards their husbands. So were those situationships? God only knows. They're all gone, so I can't even ask them. With those examples that I had in my life, I had no idea what it was like to have a man show affection, genuine affection, not bullshit affection, genuine affection towards their wife. I've never seen that before. Never, ever saw it. And that, and I guess that is where my issues came from. That is where they came from. I mean, for me, sitting around, listening to those love songs and reading those 
juicy novels. Those words were the things that I wanted to hear from a man. That is what I thought love was all about. The love songs, I love you, I'll be there for you, I'll dream about you, you know, all those juicy words. And yes, I still listen to love songs, even though, you know, ain't nothing happening, I just like listening to them. But, as life would have it, I was living in a world of fantasy, only to wake up to find out that that is not the way it is. So I took a visit, I revisited my past relationship with the man they call the father. And to my surprise, I uncovered so much about him that this is what shaped my interaction with men. Because that was, I never was around him a lot because the man didn't want to know me. He didn't want anything to do with me. But funny, he knew me. He knew my name. He knew I lived in the Bronx. Never called, never seen him until the age of 16 when I went to a funeral. That's when he appeared at the funeral. Then, never seen him again until the age of 21 when a family member was, in a, was brain dead and in the hospital, he happened to show up there. Hmm, strange. And I remember that encounter. Because he was like, um, you want to take my name? And I'm like, for what? I'm 21 years old. I am not taking your name. And you know what's really bad? The man had the nerve to tell me. He came to court when I was born, found out my name, and that's why he, when he heard the name, he left. I mean, how hurtful could those things be to somebody? I mean, I know I was hurt just hearing these things, hearing them. And then what's even worse, this man has multiple children from multiple women. I'm an only child, but he has other children out there from a lot of other women. He has his wife. He, he, he just has a lot of kids. We're going to leave it like that. When I'm ready to tell the rest of the story, I'm going to tell it. But I realized that after meeting him, why did I even bother? There was no connection. No nothing. No connection. This man knew nothing about me. I knew nothing about him. I knew nothing about his relationship with these other kids except for a few of them. I knew because they sought him out. He didn't seek them out. He, they sought him out. So they had what they called a relationship with him. But not only was he this womanizer, he was an alcoholic who would drink his liquor like it was water. And from there, when I saw this, I said to myself, I would never marry or date a man like him. I wanted a man who knew how to give love and receive love, who treated me with respect, who was proud of me, who walked around and they were happy to just have me in their life, you know, like a trophy. 
one who was like that, one who loved God, you know, who believed in him. Not just, just walking around saying, I believe it, but in essence, you didn't. It was just something to draw me closer to you. I've been in that situation too, where I was with somebody. They knew I went to church. So they were like, oh, I believe in God and this and this. Only to come to find out they were perpetrating the fraud too. I'm going to tell you about the best ones. The ones that will never call you from their house. Why are you not calling me from your house? You call me from cars. You call me from your job. And it made me wonder, is there somebody else there that you could not call me there? So I've experienced a lot within, not, I'm not going to say all my 65 years, but as an adult growing up, okay? And I never wanted to get involved with men who had those characteristics of my father, but for some reason, I did. And I often wondered, was it karma? know that word karma is a bitch? Yeah, karma. And it doesn't always come back to you, but it can come back to somebody in your family. So I wondered, was I being punished for the crap he was out here doing to other women? And then I had to seek help. I had to go and get a coach. So I have two of them. And within those talks with my coach, they let me know, but I didn't realize that my father is the reason why I was attracting the wrong men. Him, somebody that wasn't even involved in my life, but he was around. He was around in body. Never saw him till I was 21. Very rarely heard from him because he was out here doing his thing. But the fact of the matter is, he shaped the beginning of how I perceived the man. Not only did he shape it, I had cousins that did it too. I had cousins, I had a brother, they shaped it. They were cheaters. And I would think, and I would always say to them, why are you doing that? Because if somebody was to do that to a female person in your family, how would you feel? You know, and they would get all riled up because they'd be like, you let me know because I beat them up. But you can't do that if you're doing that to somebody else. So it was totally wrong, wrong, wrong. Because you're treating somebody else's child the way, or, or daughter, whatever. You're treating this woman like a piece of trash. But you wouldn't want your family member to be treated like a piece of trash. And it goes vice versa for the women who treat men like trash. But you have sons. You have fathers. You have uncles. You wouldn't want anybody to treat them. But people do it. And I get it. But it's time to stop. It really is. It's time to unveil yourself. Look in the mirror. Look and see who you are. See where your deep-seated roots come from and why you are 
or act the way you do. And maybe then you can uncover some things about yourself. And that's what coaching did for me. It helped me to uncover why I'm such, you know, why I would attract the wrong men who were just like my father. Exactly. Just like them. Not each one of them, but they possess characteristics of them. And I saw it after. They played games, you know, and, and they played games, they talk, they slip around, they ghost you, all kinds of stuff. Same thing. Same damn thing. Except that back in the day, it wasn't ghosts and it was like, I'm going to be out and you ain't going to know where I'm going to be. So that's why I said it took me a long time. But I can honestly say I stopped blaming myself. I address my unresolved issues and I am on the road to healing. Thank you for listening. And I will be back again.